turn our Bibles to John 13, uh, 34 and 35. I'll give you a second to get there. John, I, I had a marker in my Bible. You guys didn't come with a marker already in my <laughs> um, John chapter 13, starting in verse 34. And it reads, A new command I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. God has created us as social and emotional beings. We, uh, we need love and we need each other. Um, it doesn't matter if you're single. It doesn't matter if you're married. It doesn't matter if you're a child. It doesn't matter if you're a teenager. It doesn't matter if you're a parent. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. We all need love, and we all need people in our lives that love us. Uh, God knew that, and that is why he gave us this command. He told us to love each other. And um, he even went on to say that they're going to know that you're disciples just by the way that you show your love and just the way you extend yourself to other people. People are going to know something's different about you and that you are my disciple. Um, uh, this month we have chosen to concentrate on the theme of, of love, and we're talking about the five different ways that people express love and receive love. And there's a, a book called The Five Love Languages, and so basically that's the, the theme, and we're talking about um, the, the, the five different ways because even though we all need love, we don't all express love in the same way, and we don't all receive love in the same way. We all have different ways that we, we like to um, be loved and the different ways that we like to, to show love. And the five different ways... Um, or the five different love languages are one, physical touch, which um, Brother Toby spoke about last week, uh, words of affirmation, the things that you say, including words like I love you, uh, gifts, which is giving, acts of service, which is doing, and quality time. Um, if you don't know what your love language is, I encourage you to learn it and find out what it is. Um, it's only been about a year ago that I read that book and I realized what my love language was and, and a lot of different things came into play. I go, okay, that's why that person acts that certain way and that's why, that's why you know, my son re reacts a certain way. That's why my daughter reacts a certain way. And so I was able to, um, to really get an understanding of, of how to really pour into my children and pour into my family. Um, uh, there's a, you can either read a book or you can take the easy way and you can go to this website if you have a pen there's a website, and it's called 5lovelanguages.com, and it's the number five. And if you go to that website, you can actually click on the tab that says assessments. You don't have to fill out any personal information, ask, answer any personal questions. You just keep hitting, you know, next, and it'll take you to where the questions are. Ask you about 20 to 30 questions, and at the end, it gives you, and it takes about maybe five minutes, even less, and at the end, it'll tell you probably which love language is yours. And... Um, it's, you know, there's different, there's different tests on there. There's tests for you if you're single, and there's a different test if you're, you're married, or a husband, or if you're a wife. There's a different test for children. I actually um, took Christina. I said, Christina, come here, you know, and I had her, you know, answering all the little questions, and um, there's, there's tests for parents. So there's diff just different ways to be able to find out what your love language is because um, a lot of us go through life unfulfilled and, and just discontent, and it's not because we don't have people in our life that love us. It's because we can't tell people 
how we feel loved. We can't tell people, you know, this is what makes me feel loved. You know, this is what encourages me. And we need to know that. And we also need to know that about those that are around us. We need to know that about our husbands or our wives. We need to know that about our children. We need to know that about our friends. What is it that's going to really truly encourage those people that you love and that you care about? Um, there are, um, you know, just, just to kind of give you an, an example, you know, a parent may be, you know, just doing everything they can to, to, um, to show their child that they love them. They may, you know, be working and they may be cooking and they may be cleaning and they may be just doing everything that they think this child needs to be done, yet the child's not responding the way they think that the child should respond. Maybe that child, and they're, what, they, what they're doing is they're showing their love in an acts of service, but maybe that child is actually words of affirmation, and all that child wants to hear is that I love you, I'm proud of you, I appreciate you. You know, sometimes the, the parent might be saying all the right words and might be telling the child, you know, I love you, you know, I'm proud of you, I appreciate you. But the child is actually, love language is touch, and the child just needs to be tickled and wrestled and, and hugged. Uh, or maybe the, the, the parent is buying the child gifts and toys and books and clothes and just everything that the parent can get. And then, but, the, but if the child's love language isn't gifts, if the child's love language is quality time, those things are going to just sit in the room and they're just going to collect dust and the child's going to act unappreciative because that's not what they need. What they need is that they need the parent's time. So, so are you kind of understanding why it's so important to understand what each of us, our love language is? Because we need to know that in order to be able to put quality time and be able to put, um, uh, to really build the bonds and the relationships of love with, our, with our, those that, w that are around us and that we love. Tonight I'm going to be talking about qu um, quality time, okay? And um, that just happens to be my love language. So, you know, um, I'll be talking about it very empathetically. <laughs> uh, quality time, as defined by Wikipedia, is an informal reference to time spent with loved ones, such as close family, partners, friends, which is in some ways... Oh, which is in some way important, special, productive, and profitable. Quality time, let me read it, is important, special, productive, and proper, uh, profitable. It is time that is set aside to pay full and undivided attention to that individual. Now, yeah, I'm a, I'm, like I said, I am a, a quality time person. And, but, you know, that doesn't mean that none of these other love languages speak to me at all. I mean, I like gifts. I mean, who doesn't like gifts? right? <laughs> gifts are nice. They just, to me, they just don't say I love you, but I still like them, you know. Touch is also nice, but, you know, I'm kind of, not so much, you know, little hug, <laughs> love you, see you, you know. Um, but but I, I do notice that, that since my daughter was born, I love holding her hand. She's getting older, so she doesn't really hold my hand as much. But I mean, so I kind of get an idea of what people whose love languages touch feel like, because I would just like to just hold her hand and just walk and and it just felt really special. So um, we have a, like a taste of the different love languages within us. Uh, words of affirmation, again, are nice. You know, I love being, you know, told nice things. But again, I'm, I'm a kind of person that looks more for actions than for words. Um, acts of service, for me, very appreciative. I love when people do things for me. But I would prefer spending time with the person that I care about than actually having them do something for me. So for myself, 
I know that quality time is my, is my special thing. My kids already know at the top of my list, whenever there's a holiday, whether it's Christmas or my birthday or Mother's Day, that what I'm going to say is I want to spend time with you. You know, so no longer do they call me up and say, okay, Mom, so what do you want? They call me up, especially my sons, they say, what do you want to do? You know, <laughs> they, know the, they know the right question. They've learned it. And, and so that's, that's the way it is. As we learn people's love language, we'll know the right question to ask. Instead of asking, you know, what do you want, we'll be able to say, well, what would you like to do? Because that, that's what's going to speak into our lives, and that's what's going to speak into your, your spirit and fill you up emotionally. Um, you know, so, you know, we do all kinds of fun things. We, we, um, we go to baseball games. We'll um, go out to eat. We'll um, go jet skiing. We do s go to the snow. You know, this last birthday that I just had, we went and played bocce ball. I don't know. Has anybody ever played bocce ball? <laughs> yeah. It's something that is, I mean, I've only played it. This is my second time. It's something that's kind of like bowling, but it's something that can, is fun for all ages. And I had my dad who was in his 70s. I had my sons who are in their 20s. I have my daughter who's nine. You know what I mean? It's something that everyone can do. So it was a lot of fun. But what, is, what spoke to me is that all of my family members were there. And all of my I was able to enjoy them all at the same time. We were able to have quality time and interact. And, and these are some special things that we do, but it doesn't have to be that. I am just as satisfied if all my family comes over and has dinner at my house. That's just as satisfying as going anywhere or doing anything because that's the love language that, that speaks to me. For those of us whose love language is quality time, nothing says I love you like full, undivided attention. You know, being there for for uh, t this type of person is critical, but really being there. That means, you know, the TV off. That means the cell phone's down. Um, you know, not texting. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? It just It's time to put those things away. Um, uh, listening, you know, really listening makes the quality time people truly feel special and loved. Whether it's taking a walk with your child, um, having lunch with a friend, or just spending some alone time with your spouse, those are times when you can really connect and really interact. And um, along with doing things that you enjoy together, it is important that you have quality conversation. You know, talk about things and listen and, and answer. You know, uh, I, was, I was married for 25 years, and we hadn't had this study, so me and my husband didn't have this, this background to go on. But he would ask me, he would ask me a question. And so then I would answer his question that he asked me, and then about 15, 20 minutes later, he'd ask me the same question. And so, you know, I would answer the question again. And then about 15, 20 minutes later, he'd ask me the same question again. And, yeah, I wasn't nice. I didn't answer it nicely the third time. I'm like, aren't you listening to me? <laughs> Why do you ask me a question if you're not going to listen? You know, but he was trying to be nice. He was trying to be attentive. But, you know, we're distracted, you know, in a lot of things. And that's kind of like life is today. We get distracted. And, you know, we, we ask a question. But by the time the person is answering it, you know, we're on to the next thing. And we're thinking about the next thing. And we're doing the next thing. But quality time people need you to slow down a little bit. And if you're going to ask a question, actually listen to the answer. <laughs> just, just a clue, okay? Um, Jesus um, came, came, came and lived out examples of each of these love languages. Last week, um, Brother Toby gave examples of how Jesus touched people's lives and, and ministered to them. He ministers to different people in different ways. 
We need to be like Jesus. We need to realize that different people around us need to be ministered to in different ways. Different people around us need to be loved in different ways and encouraged in different ways. The Bible gives us many insights into quality time, and I want to share three of them with you. The first one is that quality time is powerful. In Matthew 4.18, it says, Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, and he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting their nets into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and they followed him. Over the period of time, Jesus called 12 men to walk with him, to talk with him, to, to um, go where he went, to, um, to minister, to be with him when he ministered to others, to be with him when he healed others. They ate together. They prayed together. Um, they lived together for just three years. Yet through those 12 men, and actually only through only 11 of them, the gospel is still being preached 2,000 years later. You know, they were able to take it, everything that he poured into them, and they made an impact on the world. We're sitting here today because he took the time to pour into them. He gave them quality time, and it passed on, and it passed on. Today, our society and our lifestyles are so busy and demanding that quality time can be hard to come by. Just the thought of having to spend quality time with somebody can be overwhelming. Yet, do you really, truly want to influence your children? Do you want to influence those that you love and, and, and your friends that you hang out with? It can't happen unless you're willing to take the time to pour into them. With our busy lives... You know, we just like to say, well, you know, I don't have time. But in reality, we still do all the things that Jesus did. We still walk. Okay, well, we don't walk. We drive. Okay. Um, we still eat. You know, we still go and visit people. We still pr should pray. We still should minister to others. But we're just used to doing these things on our own. We're not used to bringing somebody with us and saying, come on, you know what? Let's go do this. Let's go do that. We need to take those times to, um, to pour into people's lives and to build those relationships. Um, often you, as you read the Bible, you'll see that the disciples were with Jesus when they were, when they were in their crowd and he was giving teachings to large members, or, you know, large numbers. But then when they would go away, then the disciples would ask him more personal, more intimate questions, and Jesus would answer him. And that's pretty much like we'll do. And it's not the busyness. It's not the doing things that's really going to build the relationship. It's the quiet times when we actually sit down and we talk and we laugh about what we did and how we did it or how we messed up. You know, isn't that how we messed up usually about the funnest thing later? You know, I mean, it's terrible at the moment, but, you know, it's the things that we remember. I was listening to this study one time, and the man was saying, you know what, the, the, the things that go smoothly, like the camping trips that go smoothly or the, you know, the outings that go smoothly, we never remember those ones. It's the ones, you know what, where the tent fell down and the water was dirty and, the, you know, those are the ones, you know, that we remember because we can talk about them later and we can laugh with them about how we bonded during those times. Um, we need to get, be creative with um, quality time because of our busyness. You know, um, a lot of times we think, well, you know, I really don't have time to spend with my children. But I know that if I tell Christina, you know, let's cook dinner. She thinks that's, that's fun. You know, here, you break, you know, you break the eggs. Here, you stir the, you stir the food. You know what? You stand by the stove, you know, supervised. You know, you turn this stuff over. You know what I mean? And... And there's just so many ways that we can um, include quality time within our lives, even with the busyness. 
You know, kids love to wash the car, especially if they know they're going to be able to squirt their parent, you know, sometime in the mix, <laughs> you know. So there's ways, there's ways to do that. Um, sometimes I'll watch my grandson um, so that my son and his wife can just go to the store and do the shopping. You know, it's sure it's not a date, you know, they're going and doing the shopping, but just alone time where they'll be able to talk to each other and share about what happened throughout their day and just be able to, um, to enjoy one another's company is, is encouraging for both of them. Uh, quality time allows you the time to hear and understand exactly what the other person is going through. It allows you to hear their values and their convictions. It allows you to take time to hear their needs. And um, that kind of bond can last a lifetime. Uh, quality time also needs to be purposeful. In Luke chapter 19, verse 1, it reads, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, and a man there was named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector, and he was wealthy. He wanted to see Jesus, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead, and he climbed the sycamore fig tree to see him. And since Jesus, since Jesus was coming his way, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house tonight, today. So he came down and he welcomed him gladly. Now, um, as I'm reading that song, all I can, all I can remember is the, the children's song, you know. <laughs> Zacchaeus was a wee little man. <laughs> but, <laughs> but as we read that story, we realize that, that Zacchaeus must have been a quality time person. Just because of his just because of his reaction to Jesus. As soon as Jesus told him, I'm going to stay with you today, Zacchaeus was excited. He was happy. He welcomed him. He told all the people that he had cheated, you know what, I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to give half my wealth to the poor. All just because Jesus said, you know, I'm going to come spend some time with you. You know, and, and that's what, we just, as we discover what our love language is, we'll be able to see how it is that we are able to really truly minister to others. Because when people feel loved, that is when they are the most productive. You know, when you feel loved, when you feel like you're emotionally full, you can do anything. You can take on the world. Because you know what? You know that, that, um, that, that you have that strength that's come within you. When do you feel the best about yourself? When you're loved. When do you feel the most giving and the most caring? When your, your love tank is full. When you know that, you know what? I can do anything because, you know, I have, I have people that are supporting me and caring about me and encouraging me. Uh, we often tend to try to love others the way that we like to be loved. You know, we think, well, if this makes me feel loved, then it's got to make everybody else feel the same way. You know, my husband's love language was a combination of, like, uh, words of affirmation and uh, gifts. So he was always buying me gifts. I'd always get little gifts and he, little presents and, you know, little things. And then also he would always take my car and trade it in for a new one like <laughs> every six months, you know. And even though, even though I knew he was trying to be nice, that wasn't my love language. So when I responded to him, it wasn't the way that he would expect. He could have saved a lot of money <laughs> if we had just understood these principles. So married couples, just understand these principles. You can save a lot of money. Because <laughs> um, he needed to understand that my love language was quality time. And I say that we should, needed to understand this because the responsibility was just as much mine as it is his. You, it's just as much my responsibility to know what my love language is so that I'm able to communicate with those that are, 
that are trying to pour into me and encourage me as it is for a spouse or a, a parent to know what their child's love language is or even a friend. Because a lot of times our friends need to be encouraged. Um, for Christmas, my boss, who is also a good friend of mine, she called me up and she's like, uh, well, hey, Linda, it's time for, you know, Christmas bonuses. You know, do you want me to put a little bit of money in the card or do you want me to buy a ticket and you can go to the play with me? I'm like, you know, I, I want to go to the play with you. you know? <laughs> she knows me. She knows that I'm a quality time person, and that meant more to me than a little bonus in my card was to be able to go out, and we spent the day, and we went to, uh, to a play. So friends as well, they need you to be able to pour into their life. They need you to know what their love language is. Um, we need to be purposeful when we're reaching out to those who need quality time. In the book, Five Love Languages, it recommends the following guidelines. Maintain eye contact during conversation. Don't listen to them and something else at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I'm watching TV and, you know, they're over there. That, that's, that's not considered quality time. Okay. Um, listen for their feelings and for their emotions and refuse to interrupt. Uh, plan activities, um, trips to the park, a bike ride, di a dinner date, a breakfast date. You know, I, I love meeting friends for, um, for breakfast, you know, probably because I'm a quality time person. And what better way to start the day? <laughs> um, you may want to plan a weekend activity or even a vacation. There's no limit as long as it's something that you enjoy and they enjoy or something that you're at least willing to try. And, and I guess another warning here would be, don't just make the plan, you know, just don't say, okay, yeah, we're going to do this, but do your best to follow through because broken promises, postponed dates, and last-minute distractions can be extremely hurtful to those whose, whose love language is quality time. Uh, then thirdly, quality time is also a peaceful. Let's turn to Luke. Let's all turn to Luke 38. 34. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. I'm not sure if I gave you the right verse a few minutes ago. <laughs> Let's start all over again. Huh? Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42 probably gave you a verse that didn't even exist, huh? <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, man, <laughs> that's not in my Bible. Okay. And, and, and it reads, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, they came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what, was, what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. In this, in this portion of scripture, um, Martha represents most of us who are busy and rushed and hurried and trying to get things done right and trying to get things, um, things done you know, the way they're supposed to be done. And Mary represents the people in her lives whose love language is quality time. 
and who's saying, stop, sit down, you know, just, just sit with me for a minute or just, you know, come over here and let's just talk. And, you know, we're thinking, oh, I got to get this done and I got to get that done and I have the kids to pick up and I have the laundry to do. And, you know, and they're saying, you know what, why don't we just, you know, let's just take a walk. You know, and, and again, that frustration, but, but no, I got, I got these things to do and I have those things to do. But we have to realize that the, those people in our lives who require quality time are actually a gift to us because we need somebody to tell us, just slow down for a minute. Enjoy, enjoy life. We, um, we need to know that, that, um, that those of us whose love language is quality time our common building block is peace. We can't function unless we take the time out to laugh, to cry, to enjoy those around us, to enjoy the things that we have. We need to be able to have those things. We need to appreciate life. And we need to, and, and that is actually our gift to those who, who don't have quality time as, a, as their love language because they need to do it as well. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, what fills your emotional tank. You might be a touch person. You might be a, a, a gifts person, a word, a word person. But no matter what your lang love language is, no one is filled and refreshed by worry and stress. And as a matter of fact, worry and stress and anger, all that kind of just drowns out anything that is being trying to be said. You know, if your love language is touch and you're worried and stressed, touch sometimes turns into hit, you know. If, you're, if your love language is the words and your, your I love you turns into I love you, <laughs> yeah, not quite the same feeling. If, you're, if your love language is gifts, those gifts can become weapons. Here, you want that? <laughs> you <know? laughs> Come on, I was married for 25 years. It, it happens, right? <laughs> Everything can be turned around under stress and worry. And, but Jesus said, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. And that is quality time just to spend. Be still and relax. Uh, we need to remember that, um, that God is the starting point to every love language. Okay? And it is in spending time with him and in his presence that we're able to truly be able to use those languages and to communicate love to one another. Um, to, spend to spend quiet time with God and listen, truly listen to his word. God has given those of us who are um, quality time people some special, specific scriptures. And we can let everybody else listen to them too. But, but I know that they were just for us. Amen. So here's a few of them. Uh, Deuteronomy 31.6. It says, for the, the Lord goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Matthew 28.30 and Matthew 28.20. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. And Psalms 46.1. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in time of trouble. For those of us who are quality time people, God loves us. He cares about us. He's there with us all the time. For those of us who have friends and loved ones who are quality time people, you need to realize that they are gifts into your life as well so that you're able to, um, to have that peace and that encouragement as you, as you minister to them. Um, qu quality time uh, brings 
quality time with God brings us more peace and more joy than anything else. It brings us more, a more feeling of love, a more, uh, a more emotional contentment than any other thing that we can do. Um, quality time with God brings peace and comfort in this hectic world. And we need to realize that no matter what our la- love language is, is, we need to spend quality time in prayer, quality time in his word, and quality time just in God's presence. Amen? Let's all go ahead and stand. As we return to the, um, as we return to the opening verse, it says, A new command I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one, as I have loved you, that you also love one another, and by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Hopefully that you've been challenged tonight just to, to fulfill this command, that you want to find a way to love others more than you have been. You, you want to find a way to be able to speak into people's life with purpose, and, and, um, and it will be profitable for both them and for you. And I pray that if you are a, a quality time person, that you would realize that you need to slow down. You can't just keep going with the frustration and the stress. You need to actually make yourself slow down. You need to tell someone that you love or someone that is close to you, you know what, I need to just slow down and I need to enjoy the things around me because that's what truly makes me feel fulfilled. Amen? Um, I'm going to go ahead and ask Brother Toby to come up. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and bow our heads. Amen. And and I know tonight that maybe you say, you know, quality time. Maybe that's not your love language.